Peace, family. If you like what you hear on our podcast and our YouTube videos, why don't you become a part of a community, a tribe that's changing the game of how artists think. You want to become business-minded, gain generational wealth, get all your royalties? Join Music Legacy Builders at BenjaminENTAcademy.com. Church. Profits podcast. We're going to be talking about transparency of uh, of street teams and you know and, and artist marketing and stuff like that. So you know, without further ado, we got our uh, special guest in the building. I'm Courtney Benjamin, Ron D, and uh, rap juggernaut. Yeah, yeah, we got the juggernaut in the building. How <laughs> come you looking like a nerd, man? I'm not saying that there's a problem with glasses, man, but I still got to this beard just dates me. It makes me seem a lot older than what I am. So I use these after I've been staring at the screen for about 25 hours, man. So I'm going <laughs> to take these off for the interview right back. Nothing against the nerds, because I'm a closet nerd, man. You know, I, my kids wear glasses, so there ain't no thing against people with glasses. They'll cancel me tomorrow, because <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I feel, hey, I feel you, man. Man, I'm I'm a nerd behind the scene, bro. Man, it's just oh, I'm a real life nerd, man. I'm proud of it too, man. Hey, man, for real, it, it's it's necessary, man, for the industry we're in, man. It's, listen, know? 2021, I tell my kids all the time, it's hip to be square. Square yep. business. Be you. <laughs> yep. That's the coolest thing. I promise you. I done been to the penitentiary. I done seen a lot, done a lot, been up and down the road for a long time. And if there's one thing I know that real that the real respect is mm-hmm. the real. If you a nerd, be a nerd. If you an athlete, be an athlete. The coolest cat, the one that you emulate and look up to the most, he gonna respect that before he respect you out there trying to be something you're not. Oh, oh God. Square business. Man, for real. That's facts right there, Chats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, we want to start off with uh, how, how did you get started and what's the importance of street teams uh, in this digital world that we in right now? Um, I got started originally by wanting to help out some artists um, and kind of, you know, didn't want to wait on anybody, just got tired of waiting on people to do things or to deliver on CDs or put out the flyers or, and just got tired of trying to find the right people, you know, and kind of took it upon myself to learn. And one of the first things I did um, was I got me a peddler's permit in Florida when I lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. And a peddler's permit gave me the right to set up on city property, right on the right of way and sell shit. Mm-hmm. So instead of selling shit, I would sell like bottles of water, but you know, we had CDs, I would sell CDs three for five and, and you know, shit like that. And then I would give away the promo CDs. So then we do, we went from doing that on the street corner to taking it in front of the clubs. So at nighttime, we would set up with a tent and tables and a generator, and we would play music and shit, the music that we were giving away for the artists. And we kind of took the street team to a whole nother level, if you will. Not saying that there weren't people that were doing that at the time, um, but in our region, 
we were kind of the ones that took what everybody else had going on and kind of kicked it up a notch. You know, most people will tell you their first memory of me is me walking around with a bullhorn because I used to walk around back in the days when iPods, right? I used to walk around with a bullhorn and this uh, uh, was a, called a portable PA system. And it was a speaker that had a microphone connected to it and it had an aux cord where I would plug the iPod and I'd walk around playing the music, talking and, you know, emceeing and getting people's attention. You over there, come here and get this. So, you know, we, we, we were blessed to be able to, I want to get the job done. You know what I mean? Like my, my father instilled of all the things that I hated my father for, the one thing that I loved and respected him for now, especially now, is my work ethic. Wow. You know what I mean? And so I say all that to say this, a street team with no work ethic is nothing. If they're there doing it, just waiting to get in the club, they're just waiting to get in the club. They're not trying to make sure that the job gets done. If they're there doing it voluntarily, if they don't have specific instructions and directions and have never done it before, you might as well just get some bums to do it or find somebody else to do it because you're just going to waste your time and your money and your efforts. So understanding that there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, but, but first and foremost, there has to be the passion to get it done. You've got to be willing to outwork the next team. And that's kind of what solidified me in the music industry, if you will. You know, we would show up to uh, like uh, TJ's DJs when TJ's DJs was having his quarterly every three months in Florida. I would show up with a you know a 10-man street team and we would get to the club as soon as the owners of the club would get there to start cleaning up and mopping up. And we would volunteer. What do y'all need help with? Y'all need us to move chairs? Y'all need us to mop up shit? Y'all need us to bring in stuff, throw out stuff? But in the midst of that, we got all the prime real estate. So wherever I wanted my artist posters to be, we put them up there first. Wow. You know, and TJ would walk in, Kingpin, what are you doing, man? Give me all the promo. I got it. Whoever paid you to have shit put up, I got it. I'm going to put it up everywhere. Tell me where you want me to put it up at specifically, because everything else is going to be me. I'm going to gift wrap. We, we kind of coined that term, right? I'm going to gift wrap the club. But at right. the end of the day, knowing your, your environment and, and what you're trying to impact and what type of marketing you're using, all of those things factor in. So how did I get started? getting tired of waiting for people to do what they were supposed to do in a nutshell. That's funny because like, that's kind of how I got started producing and stuff is um, I had someone who produced for me before and then we lost touch for whatever reason. And I was like, look, there was no sound click or any type of videos or, you know, websites where you can go get tracks from at the time. So it was like, right. if you know somebody who made tracks you got to figure it out. But you right. touched on two things that I, me and Courtney touches on all the time. Number one, um, when it comes to the, just the industry or any industry, um, if you don't have the resources or you don't have access to the resources, um, you can still achieve your goals, but you have to outwork the mess out of everybody else. And that's what a lot of people aren't prepared to do. 98% of people, I say it all the time, are not willing to put in. See, people say put in work, but the actual work you really have to put in, the majority of people are not willing to do like you said. You went above and beyond. So that's what separated you from the normal person just doing it one day. You did this consistently. Um, I wanted to touch, ask a question. As far as you having a street team and working like the way you work, how important is it in this digital age? And is it is it still important? And how important is it in, in your opinion for somebody who's- Nothing will ever level? beat hand-to-hand -hand yep. interaction. That was before the year 2020. The street team process revolutionized completely with the introduction of one of the world's most deadliest 
infectious diseases that we've known. You're not going to be able to walk up to a random person and give them shit no more. You're not going to walk up and be able to give them a CD. You're not going to be able to walk up and give them a flyer. You're not going to be able to just do, especially if you're not wearing a mask or you're not wearing hand gloves and you're not perfectly sanitized and all those things. So now clever ways, you have more crafty ways of utilizing your, your labor force have to be implemented. There has to be things that you have to use now to extend your reach, if you will, or to broaden your reach to be able to deliver the same message with the same amount of people, uh, but more in a more dynamic and a more consumable way, if you will. Um, so understanding that flyers are cool, um, but getting somebody to take a flyer, keep a flyer, carry a flyer is going to be more of a reflection of the person that presents it to them more so than the content of the flyer. So figuring out more creative ways to deliver on that, whether it's a tangible product, keychain, a t-shirt, a flashlight, a flash drive, a CD, or a flyer, or um, finding clever ways to get QR codes and have stickers or have uh, you know signage built uh, with scan uh, and redirect or tap, um, all of those different types of of clever marketing have to be now implemented into your actual game plan. Because if not, if you're just relying on four or five kids and going out and distributing thousands of flyers or thousands of CDs or thousands of thumb drives, then you're you're in for a sad, sad, rude awakening. Gotcha. Would you suggest, um, oh my bad, see, were you gonna say something? Mm, no, no, I was just saying definitely. Would you suggest, cause I'm glad you brought that up. So would you suggest someone to get maybe, I guess the equivalent to a street team from a digital standpoint, like have four or five guys go out and hit all the different groups and try to flood the market with that type of deal? You no, know, bro, what are we trying to accomplish? You know what I mean? A street team should be made, a street team is designed to help you create awareness. Right. Right? Exposure is what we're all after. Okay, no exposure, no new fan base, okay? You promote to your mom and your dad and your best friends every day on Facebook and all that's cool. That's not helping you build a fan base, okay? Rushing and paying for streams or rushing and paying for attention or rushing and paying for a repost from an influencer or something like that, it's cool, it's giving you attention, but it may not necessarily be giving you exposure to your target fan base. So again, when you say put together a street team, what are we talking about? Are we talking about getting the word out about uh, Uncle Poe's Rib Shack opening up? Or are we talking about getting out the word of um, so-and-so's album release? Or are we talking about Thursday night, uh, ladies night? Or are we talking about the launch of a new book? Or are we talking about go out and vote? Uh, you know, what is it that the street team is gonna put together? If we're, if we're keeping solely this, this conversation based on the music industry, then one of the things that I'm gonna say is, What's the goal of the street team? Is it to go out and just put a product? You, you don't need a street team for that. You just need a labor force, okay? Mm. A team is a group of individuals that are working together to achieve a common goal, okay? So if you don't have a common goal for those members of that street team to accomplish, then what you don't have is a team, you have a labor force. You have slaves, you have workers. Here's the money, here's the task, vamoosh, right? Wow. So educating the people 
that you're going to choose to be on your team are very important because as we all know teams are structured around strengths and weaknesses right so there's not five point guards on any team there's not five centers on any team there's not five there's not 10 quarterbacks there's not 10 wide receivers right there's different skilled players on the field at all times so i say all that to say this who are your skilled players when it comes to your team now the team could have a team within a team like your offense, your defense and your special teams, right? All of those pieces have to work together for the betterment of the team. So the team in instance, we'll call the record label team A and team A has different branches inside of it. Okay, team A has the offensive branch, the defense special teams, they got the front office, they got the equipment, they got the people that drive the bus, the people that fix the locker rooms, the people that cut the grass, the people that do all of that shit. So if you want to have a record label to understand that all of those positions in theory have to get filled. Hmm. In order for one to lead back to the other, if you're going to have a team go out and put a thousand posters up, a thousand posters and go where? To an Instagram that's not uniform to all of your other social media pages, to Big Rob underscore 318, the real one, and your Twitter is the real one 318. I've been doing it for the longest. Your Facebook is Robert Brown, and all of that shit is supposed to fit on the bottom of a poster that somebody's going to see doing 35 miles an hour when they drive by, and they're supposed to remember that. Get fucking real. So one of the things that we have to have before we have anything else or why do we need a street team is number one, what is the goal of the street team? And once we can determine that, then we can determine budget, we can determine scope, we can determine duration of campaign, all of those things because people fail to realize that these are jobs that we're asking people to do. This is not a, you know, if you've never carried a box of 24 by 36 inch posters with the super thick gloss. If you've never carried that a hundred feet, then you can't tell me what it feels like to put up a thousand posters. Mm. Wow. It's a, it's so a much pound box of some mm. shit that's constantly moving and doing this. And you got to carry that and set that down and pull out your stapler and hit it to the pole and pick it back up and carry it again. Man. So, so, that's why so it's cool. hard to tell somebody, I'm going to give you 40 bucks to go out here and do this shit. You know what I mean? So real skilled players require, require fair, fair wages, require fair compensation. So one mm -hmm. of the things to keep in mind when assembling your street team is understanding who you're going to have on your team and what you're going to have them doing. And then always factor in uh, the compensation level based on that. You know, it's great to have volunteers, but you're going to have to have some dedicated staff that'll be able to oversee and maybe delegate some of those responsibilities to those volunteers and those people that are good to be a part of your campaign. That's why it's so important for an independent artist or for a brand or for an entrepreneur or for a, a clothing line or for a liquor or for a restaurant to establish your digital presence. Because when people that are not immediately around you go looking, what are they going to find? Mm. That's where your digital team comes into play, young mogul. Now the street team is out there telling people, hey, over here, we're raising hell. Over here, people look and they say, well, what, what are they raising hell about? Let me go over here and search it. And when they pull it up, what do they find? Do they find a gray image on Napster? Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> do they find five different profiles on Spotify because you've dropped five different records through five different distributors and still haven't figured out what the fuck metadata is? Right. 
That's where the digital team has to come into play. But the digital team can only come into play once the front office executes and gives them the right game plan for the coach to be able to call in the plays for the skilled players to be able to deliver a winning championship program, right? Church. So before we can talk about a street team, what is the goal? Oh, you were such a breath of fresh air. Me and Courtney, that's why I asked that question. Um, this is coming out the horse's mouth, y'all. Did me and Courtney talk about that's exactly why I asked the question exactly how I asked it because um and we always talk about delegating and in order for you to delegate and get stuff out of other people, you have to know what the heck you're doing. You're just giving people jobs and you don't even know what they're supposed to be doing. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Courtney, look, this is coming out this is coming out the horse's mouth. I'm not in my mouth you know, anymore. This is somebody that's one on thing I know, I know how to do it wrong every way that you can imagine. Exactly. I've done it wrong. Mm-hmm. every way that you can imagine. I've put up little ass posters. I've put up big ass posters. I've had 100,000 flyers. I've had 5,000 flyers. I have literally packaged and hand stuffed and delivered 10,000 CDs in 72 hours. For anybody that's packaged the 100 CDs, you can only imagine what it must feel like to package and pass out 10 bands in 72 hours. <sighs> but that... That's the the non-glorious part of the music industry because you're never going to hear Jeezy say, hey, man, shout out my street team that passed out 10,000 copies of Trapper Die 2, and we had them motherfuckers shacked up four deep in one motherfucking room stuffing CDs while the other four was out there working around the clock. Nobody's going to say that because that's not what their role is. Their role is to be superstars. Mm. The role of the people around them is to assemble. So I don't expect Tom Brady to concern himself with what it takes to load the hot dog truck and what it takes to fill the parking lot. I expect him to come show up and play a football game and give me the best championship possible, right? The best possible uh, uh, chances to win a championship so that everybody else can play their role. And that's what most people fail to realize is they'll get in a position of what they deem authority or deem necessity. And they forget that the name on the front of the Jersey is more important than the name on the back. Oh, wow. Right. So what we do for our artists will ultimately reflect on us. Mm. Right. So when we put on the jersey of the brands that we're representing, whether it's Def Jam or whether it's an independent label, whether it's a major artist or an indie artist, the street team is the first line of defense with anyone. We're the first people that they lay eyes on. So their experience with you is ultimately going to be a a direct spinoff of their relationship with us. How did they interact with the street team? Was it positive? Did they get their car broken into when they was putting out CDs? Did somebody take some shit out of their car? Like all of those things factor in, man. Believe it or not, my brother, all of those things factor in. There are very few people in the country um, that are monsters at that craft. Um, Definitely Showbiz is one of those guys that have been doing it for so long here in Atlanta and beyond New York. One of the OGs of the promo game, him and, and, and Dill. Um, fuck with us, the movement. Those guys are amazing. Uh, Mercedes Streets is one of the people that when I was coming into the game, you know, I was sending her messages on MySpace like, man, put me down, put me down, put me down. You know, Lex Promotions was at the time, you know, just taking off with the whole slip and slide campaign to Rick Ross and all them. And, you know, he's done catapulted to a whole nother level. But, you know, I can honestly say that within the realm of all of my peers, respectfully, there's no team that does what we do. So 
all of those guys are amazing at what they do, as amazing as we are when we do it with them. There's no competition because we're in a league of our own. What we do is not what they do. So when you ask me what a street team is, it's a lot more complex than just six people putting up posters. When you ask showbiz what a street team is, it's a lot more complex than just five people putting up posters. When you ask Mercedes or Lex, it's a lot more complex because we've actually figured out a method to it and the reasoning why this team has to be in place to begin with. So understanding that is gonna be one of the major keys of determining how effective or how dynamic your team needs to be. Man, those some gems, some gems, man. You know, y'all take that and 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 like like me and Ron always say, man, you got to put the work in. You know, it's it's not to just pass the stuff off to somebody else to to just do it, man. You got you got to know what's going on, and and actually put that work in, man. You know what? Don't 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 know what's going on, hmm. and let somebody else handle all your publishing. That's true. Let somebody else upload all your music for you. Let them do it. Don't yeah. get fucking mad though at the end. Dennis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you be running crying to Courtney, like, where are my royalties? Man? Like, look, you, exactly. you I've never you understood the where the sense of entitlement in this business comes with artists, independent, major, alike. They all not say they all, but there's a, a, a large population that feels because they've accomplished something in life that they're entitled to something. And then when they sit down and they look at it and they realize that people that they had entrusted we're not looking out for their best interest because they didn't know any better, right? It's not that the person they hired to be their manager fucked them. The person they hired to be their manager didn't know what the fuck he was doing. It's quite business. You know what I mean? And that puts you at one of the most major disadvantages. You know, I posted something like that the other day, like if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, why would we do it your way? Exactly. Yeah, I remember that post. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I understand you. You got to learn how to do it the right way so you can master doing it your way. But yeah. understand that there's a right way and a wrong way to, to do things in this business, especially with street teams. You know what I mean? You can you can get 11 by 17 posters and them shits are going to be cool. You could probably get those measured at Kinko's until a motherfucker like me pull up with a 24 by 36. That's the size of six of your posters. Yeah. And then your shit looks like, oh, what is that? That's cute. They tried. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, we we had a conversation with with someone in the group, and we was pretty much telling them, uh, gain all the information you can, so that way, not only for like you said for yourself, but so you can you got to be able to teach other people what to do. You're bringing people in that might got skills, but they might don't have the skill set of what you need them to do at the moment, and if you can't show them. You just got somebody with a nice skill set. They can't do nothing for you still. You know, at the end of the day, my brother, we're, we're all, there is no figuring this out. We're all trying to figure it out every day. All of us, mm -hmm. even the people that have been doing this for 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. So the only way to really understand how the system works is to submerge yourself in the system. Mm. Okay. And understanding that one without the other, one independent no, there's no, there's nothing there that'll happen for you. Just getting a video on World Star isn't enough. Just getting an uh, ad budget for for YouTube ads isn't enough. You know, anything by itself is not enough. It has to work in association with other things, and that's why you have to have a game plan. Mm -hmm. More than anything else, 
none of the stuff that I learned in, in, in my travels throughout the music industry, right? Nobody sat down and taught me. Nobody said, hey, Kingpin, you know, this is how you do this. Or, hey, Kingpin, this is, nobody taught me that, right? I had to figure that shit out. And I understand now why. Because the people that are were on the side of the music business that I was trying to get on, getting on that side of the business was the test. Once you get on this, on this side of the music industry, I can help you do whatever. But you got to get on this side. No, I can't give you a boost. No, I can't tell you what side of the fence to climb. No, I can't tell you what side of the... I can't throw you a rope. I can't... No. You got to get over here just like I did. You got to figure it out, man. It's possible. You may have to lose something that's so, so dear to you that you'll never want to. There's going to be a lot of sacrificing in the music industry. There, there's somebody's going to wake up today, bro, and they're going to blow their fucking brains out because they spent their last on this music shit and it didn't work for them. Yep. That's a fact. Hey, for real. There's going to be somebody that's going to go tonight and going to go commit a crime because they're going to try to get some money to yeah. try to put back into this, this rap shit. That's a fact, man. Yeah. And if we don't take it serious as industry professionals, if we don't take it serious as tastemakers, if we don't take it serious as bloggers, if we don't take it serious as PR people or people that put ourselves in a position and like to fancy ourselves solutions or problem solvers, and we're not equipped with the information to empower our clients, our, our artists, then not only have we cheated ourselves, but we've cheated them. And at the end of the day, the independent artist is what makes this business revolve. Salute the DJ, pay the producer, you know, uh, guide and empower the label. But without the artist, what the fuck do you have? So the exploitation of these kids has gone on because people only do what you allow. Mm. It's on us to change that narrative now and kind of take ourselves and understand that knowledge is only power when applied. So if we know better, we do better. And so when somebody brings me a record, they say, Kingpin, it's the hottest record in North Carolina. I'm going to say, I'd rather you just gave it to me because now I'm going to look for it. And mm. if it's not the hottest record in North Carolina, I'm going to tell you about your funky ass. And you mm. don't wasted your one chance out of fucking, you don't wasted your only chance at a first impression. It's quite business. It is what it is. You can't, you can lie to me. You can't lie to the computer. Yep. All them fake phony ass streams and Banana Republic numbers and Man. 55 playlists by the same guy and all that extra shit. You can fool me. For you real. can't fool a computer, man. Yeah, we not, not talk about this cool dog, man. Exactly. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. Hey, well, yeah. I got all these streams and okay. Let me let me look at your uh let me look at your analytics. Something is off. Something for real. I'm way yeah. off. And 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 it comes because these guys want validation more than they want results. Yep. Thanks. Right? So they're not paying for streams because they think they're going to get paid off those streams. They're paying for streams because they believe that when somebody goes there and sees that they have all those streams and they're going to listen to it. Negative. That is true. That's, that's, their, that's their reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you don't think people more, you know, it's in a playlist with 10,000 people. Okay, well, when was the last time the playlist was updated? Let's start there. Yeah, for real. Let's look at the profile of the person that has the playlist. Well, damn, bro. Don't you notice that your playlist has been added by 10 people? And those 10 people, look at all 10 of their fucking profile images. It's the same picture. Yeah. You were all added the same day. Oh, don't you think that shit matters to anybody in the real world that is looking to see what's hot and what's trending? 
100,000 streams out the blue isn't trending, you fucking clown. It means you paid. You paid for attention instead of paying attention. And that's what we have to change with these young brothers and sisters. We have to help them understand and digest the information that they're overlooking because they want to get to the goal without understanding the process. You got to learn how to do it right before you can learn how to master it doing it your way. Facts. Facts. Oh, and and I, I think this would be a good point too to, to kind of tap into uh, to this next question. Um, what's, what's your take on the platforms out here uh, for the indie artists? Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It all depends on what you want to accomplish. Do you want attention or do you want to build a fan base? If you want to build a fan base, then there's, there's more than enough platforms for you to be able to utilize. Listen, it's 333 million people in America, okay? Mm-hmm. The 6,000 people that you follow or the 6,000 or the 600 people you follow, that's not the fucking world. That's your world. Exactly. That's who you see every day in your timeline. So you think the world consists of Jordans and rims and bad bitches and twerking. That's not the real world. That's the world that you choose to submerge yourself in when you follow and interact with these accounts. The fact of the matter is that there's 1.8 billion people in India, 1.3 billion people in China, 333 million in America. We're a fucking fraction, dude. We're a dot in the major of the world, in the whole world, we're but a small fraction. And we don't even try to reach all of the people within our country. We want spins in India. We don't have our India. We don't have our royalties set up. We, we want spins and plays in Czechoslovakia. So when we get our Spotify round of it says, you were listened to in 78 countries. And you're like, fuck right, man. Look at this shit, bro. A hundred thousand fucking ads, bro. I'm a fucking monster. Yeah. You've never released your music properly. So you've never been able to benefit from release radar or any of the pre-release services afforded by these platforms. So because you don't know how to use Spotify, you don't know how to use Apple, you don't know how to use Pandora, you think it's ineffective. You think that they're stonewalling you. The post that I made the other day asking of why the process was so complicated, because I do that for a living. I solve that problem for artists and for labels for a living. When they come to me and they don't have their shit together, I'm the prescription in the rap game. When they come to me and my team, I'm Dr. Feelgood in them. I give them the solutions. I get Anybody who's come to me has left better than they came to me. And the only artists mad at me are the ones without a hit record. Mm. Mm. Yeah, right? So when somebody comes to us, we don't just want to help them. We want to educate them, empower them, and put them in a position to enter the algorithm of music discovery, to be a part of the conversation of new artists, of new music. But in order to be a topic uh, or to be a, a piece of a conversation or to have a sentence in that dialogue, you have to be worthy of talking about. You have to have things going on. You have to have traction. You have to be engaging with fans. I don't care that you're a 27 year old killer that doesn't like nobody. So fucking what? That doesn't matter, bro. You want to be a rapper now. This is a popularity contest, man. And Talent used to matter. Now, as long as you got the balls to get up there and do you, they respect it. It's a different world. It's a different age. And if we're not evolving with it, then we're going to get consumed by it. And I'm, I'm still trying to live in, in this moment and master the shit and understand it so and these platforms are cracking down too spotify those platforms they got to yeah they are cracking all the way down all that third party stream and all that questioning the integrity of their platform by by trying to pay for the attention that you haven't earned Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're questioning the integrity of the platform. And, and who wants to have a platform that could be questioned because of unfavorable tactics made by people that are yearning for attention? They don't want to be successful. They want to be popular. Yeah. Not understanding that this is a popularity contest first. You know, it, it, it doesn't, one without the other, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You know? So, hmm. Takashi 69 is a prime example, bro. There's not anybody we know. Neither one of us three liked his music, listened to his music, streamed his music, did any of that. Mm-mm. And if we did, we did it because we had to, because he dropped 10 number one records in one year. Mm-hmm. Because he was the hottest thing smoking when he dropped. Half the records, I asked DJs all the time. I was in a room with DJs, not so long when I asked them. It was like maybe 40 or 50 DJs who were there for a listening party. And I said, how many DJs in here play music they actually like on a regular basis? Not one DJ raised their hand. Wow. That's a fact. Man. Man. <laughs> it is what it is, man. You know? Yeah. We have to understand that as being people that service records, that work records, we have to understand the whole process. So to me, a street team is not just a guy that's going to go out and do what he's told. To me, a street team is somebody that understands who he's representing and what the goal is. Mm-hmm. If we're pushing a record, or who's trying to get in the club and get right to the DJ booth and get this record played? Who is going to make sure that they capture that moment while that person is doing that? Who's going to make sure that those two people that are inside are well represented by the team on the outside? Who's going to make sure to capture that while those guys are doing that? And who's going to make sure that they have all of the product to make sure they do that? And who's going to make sure they... So it's, you know what I mean? It's a process and it's a plan, man. So definitely, I love this shit, man. I'm passionate about this music shit because I love it, man. I like figuring it out. You know what I mean? I like being able to do shit that don't nobody else do. I, I feel you, and that that's that's how I feel about publishing, man. Because I feel like it's, it's it's such a thing that that everybody's uh, looking over, but it, it's it's so so important to to that person's industry, man. Because publishing like, is what you own. Yeah, it's period. No other way to put it. Publishing is what you own. The streaming shit is cute. Yeah, publishing is what you own. Mm-hmm. So. If they don't, if they don't know they're publishing again, and that's because most of these guys don't understand the music business. You know, they they see somebody like NBA Young Boy, and they're like, "Oh man, he's not that smart," you know, and they pass judgment on these kids, and yeah. they pass judgment on these kids' teams, and and there are people behind every successful rapper. There is a team of people pushing him to be brilliant or pushing her to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. self-sustained machine. It's all operated by different moving pieces. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, and that, that, that's that's what I was gonna ask too. Um, like, what 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 makes a successful um, promotion team and uh, team to 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 hone around that artist to uh, make them the greatest that they can be? Um, you got to have individuals that either buy into the team mm-hmm. or buy into the artist, and if you can have somebody that buys into both, like my guys, my guys, you know, and I say this with all respect, when my guys will go anywhere. And if my guys were in the middle of something or they were working a side job for anything and I pulled up, it would be fucked that my guys would buy into me. Mm-hmm. So anything that I'm involved in, they're going to go full force in because they believe in me. Kingpin knows what the fuck he's doing. Kingpin got a plan. Okay, we finna work this one. If we work this one the right way, we know what's happened when we worked them the right way. It ain't got shit to do with the artists. It got shit to do with Kingpin. The motherfucker don't even talk to us. 
But if you can find the, the, the people that buy into the movement as well as the team, then it becomes, that's when you get 20 hours out of a motherfucker. That's when a bitch don't ask for no water. That's when a motherfucker is like, I'll sleep on the floor. That's when a bitch is like, okay, I'll wait, man, till I get paid. The only downside to that is that, you know, love gets taken for lameness. You know what I mean? And loyalty gets abused. You wow. know what I mean? And I've I've eaten more 90, I've split more 99 cent burgers and slept on more hotel room fours and chipped in on gas to help more rappers get to the next city mm-hmm. than I would ever dare to admit to. Mm-hmm. But it's part of the game. It's it's the growth process. It's learning. It's being out there and doing it, sacrificing. I didn't see it then as me doing anything more than making sure that my team was going to win. Like I see it now. If and that's why my team will go so hard with me, because I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna pick up the flyers. I'm gonna pick up the CDs. I'm gonna stuff. I'm gonna hang posters. I'm gonna walk out in the rain. If I'm asking you to go out in 30 degree weather and hang up posters, it's because I'm walking out there first. I'm never going to ask you to do anything that I don't want you to do. And I think a lot of that is what hinders a lot of independent labels growth is that attitude reflects leadership. So there are not many CEOs or many label heads or many people in a position of authority that are going to go out there and swallow their pride and pass out. And one of the main reasons I love Charlie from Street Execs, one of the first times I met him, he was in a shirt and tie standing in front of the club at a two chains event, passing out CDs himself. He had one of the street team guys holding the box and he was in his shirt and tie. Man. Passing out the CDs on the sidewalk. Wow. So he has my undying respect. So whenever I see him and I see him passing out CDs or flyers, guess what I'm going to do? I got you, OG. Let me get that. You go about your business. No, no, Kingpin, I want to do it. Well, then let me help you. Mm. Right? People earn your respect, you know? And if these independent artists tried to earn the respect of the people that they respected as much as they demanded it, they just work towards it. They get a whole humility will take you far greater than any m- amount of money ever will. Be humble. Man, be humble, wow. be willing to be coachable. Man, that's a bar right there, man. <laughs> man. Yeah, that's that, that's that's true. That's true in facts, man. So how 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 much money does it take to uh to do, you know, starting out with um, you know, with, with you know, just just like a ballpark. Thing like uh, to have a successful uh, run, or to, um, or, or or to just 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 to get started, man, just to get that momentum going. It don't cost you nothing to get started. You get started yourself. You get off the get off your ass. It's gonna cost you money to record. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, the how your recording process and how you record and all of that stuff determines how much studio time you need. There's no way to put a ballpark figure on that. You know. Radio should be the last thing, but if you want radio and you want all that sh- other shit and all the other bells and whistles, you know, it's yeah, yeah about that, 18 months. It's going to take about 200 and 240, $270,000. Okay. Commitment. Okay. Over about 13 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And if you can commit to it coming out of that 18 month, going into your 24 months, you would have broke even and started to generate enough revenue to where the music will pay for itself. This is not a sprint to the cash, it's a marathon to the money. And that's with no hit record included. A hit record in the midst of those 18 months changes all of that trajectory. Mm. The the, the key to this is consistency. It's not how big can you can go. Do you know who Floyd Mayweather is? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, you know the name of his label? No, oh, I didn't even know he had a label. Badger Dad. Wow. All the money in the world. One of the most recognizable sports figures of the world. And you didn't know he had. So that ruins my whole second question. Because my second question was, <laughs> do you know anybody signed to his label? The record, the name of his record label is the Money Team Records. <clears throat> you know anybody signed to his label? No. So the money isn't the fucking problem, is it? No, it's not. That's, that's money isn't the problem. Not having a game plan. It might as well cost you $100 million if you don't have a game plan. Right. Might as well cost you a fucking mint. How do you know what it's going to cost? Where do you want to do? Do you want to put out one record or do you want to put out 50 records? You want to put out an album? You want to put out a video? What do you want to do? How how fast do you want to get started? Do you have a photo shoot? Do you have pictures? Do you have a social media manager? Do you plan on going on the road? Do you plan on keeping it local? What, what, what are you going to do? Mm. So until you answer all of those questions, man, I have a song in my head that I just want to get up and get out and get doing. Okay, cool. Then you need to establish your presence first. By establish your presence, I mean, if you want to open a store and you want people to come in and buy the product that you put on your shelves, then you're going to have to have signage on the outside of the store. You have to paint it, fix the grass, fix the driveway, paint the lines, the parking, get it all cleaned up, manicure real nice on the inside. You got to come up, get the vacuum, got to vacuum it, clean it up, paint the walls, make sure all the lights ain't none of them flicking, all the prices on the shelves is proper. You got to do all of that. So what does it take? I mean, do you want to buy the house built or do you want to build it yourself? It's going to take you longer to build it yourself. It's a little bit more rewarding. It's a lot cheaper, mm -hmm. a lot cheaper. You're going to have to learn how to do things. You're going to have to learn plumbing and electricity and roofing. And, and you know, and you're going to have to learn all that other shit. So, you know, if you got 20 or 30 years to invest in it and you're not worrying about making time, you know, worrying about making timeless music, then by all means, mm -hmm. you know, open a book. And read and all this shit that you need is in a book, man. Wendy Day wrote a hundred books. If you want to know how to be successful in the music industry, open a book by Wendy Day. Read it from cover to cover and then get back at me. If you haven't figured out how to master the music industry after reading a Wendy Day book, you don't deserve success in the music industry. You deserve to get the fuck out of the way. Facts. <laughs> Facts. And these are people that mentored me, you know, and these are people that opened the doors for me, man. So I hold them in the highest regard. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and y'all hear that too, where he said like, you know, it, it's it's not about like um, I, I remember one guy told me he was about to stop his distribution and stuff like that. He was like, man, I'm not dealing with them no more, man. They ain't even put all my records up. And I was like, so I, I was like, when did you put it in? You know, he was like, yeah, I, I just uploaded it today, and my release date is tomorrow. I was like, that's the problem right there. Uh, you know, have a game plan. And stretch this thing out. It's it's a process, man. You see how you said eighteen months or, or thirteen to thirteen to eighteen months with this campaign running it. You got to have something starting from the beginning, during, and then after. You know, it, it's not about just upload and then set your release date tomorrow and then think you're gonna have all these good great results. Listen, if you if anybody has ever heard me give an interview has heard me use this analogy a hundred times. Okay, if you. If you make music and you want to know if you should drop it, pick up the person, pick up the phone and call the person that loves you the most. The one person that you're sure that loves you no matter what. And as soon as they pick up the phone, ask them. Don't say nothing else. As soon as they pick up the phone, ask them, what you waiting on? If they don't tell you, man, I'm waiting on you to drop that shit, ain't nobody waiting on that shit. Take your time. Get your shit together so that when you impact you can start to monitor who it is that you're impacting. 
and then you can go back and target them specifically and people like them and the shit that they like. You'll never know who you're making music for because you're not loading music properly. You're not releasing music properly. You're just uploading it. And then it takes six or seven days to load on the DSPs. And then you loaded it without a language. So the shit don't even show up as English. And it's just all of those snowball chain of events begin to happen, which prohibit you from being a part of the algorithm of music discovery. Excellent. Now we're back at square fucking one. It doesn't matter, does it? Who cares that you spent X amount of dollars on Worldstar? Who cares that you spent X amount of dollars at such such studio and Joe Blow mastered it and you got a feature by the Easter Bunny and who it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> what matters is what you did with your content and your business when you decided to introduce it into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. It's not knowing uh, uh, ignorance of the law does not absolve you of guilt. Yep. Not knowing does it's it, so what you didn't fucking know deal with it no it's your job to know as an independent artist and as an independent business owner it's your job to learn terms like the cost of doing business learn if you don't learn then you're going to be out in the cold with somebody else that did learn mm -hmm. yeah. oh i'm gonna tell you boy are these lazy these lazy guys is i'm boy they're gonna be mad at this podcast right here but oh they're gonna be upset you mean, Listen, there's a there's a remedy for the lazy people. I gotta go put some work in today. Yes. You gotta get some more money. You wanna be yeah. lazy? It's okay. Just gotta get some more money. Yeah. <laughs> it's somebody that you can pay to do exactly what it is that you need done or what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. But you don't have enough money to pay for that. Exactly. Yep. You don't have enough money to pay somebody what they're what they what they accept, let alone what they deserve. And me and Courtney gonna uh we're gonna have something posted where we're gonna start talk about where we where we started out at and people don't understand like stuff just didn't happen it took years it took time when i first started producing i didn't even have a laptop i didn't have a laptop i was using somebody else's laptop mm -hmm. i was literally like look could i borrow your laptop today i installed fl studio on his laptop and i would get it and use it throughout that night when he wasn't using it and then bring it back to him like humble beginnings my brother like three o'clock in the morning every night for like years and like i'm like y'all don't even know no testament without a test. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'm talking. I almost lost my job because I'd be up at three or four o'clock in the morning. I'd be late, so I'd be late for work. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, she was just like, "You spend more time on the computer working on these tracks. You don't spend no time with me." She was pissed off at me. I was eating. Um, I don't know about ten years ago, y'all don't remember those little Wendy's cheesy cheeseburgers for like a dollar. Me and my mm -hmm. homeboy was splitting them because we was in the studio all freaking. It was crazy. So people don't understand. I'm like, it's they don't they don't sound fun. It doesn't. But what it did was it built number one, it built work ethic and it built character. It was like, look, I'm willing to do whatever it's gonna take to make this happen. Period. Hands down. I we had a meeting with uh MMG, Ross and GDK when they was at um um the what was it, the hip hop awards or the it was whatever was in Atlanta. And Jeezy and uh, Ross got into their altercation, so they ended up leaving. But we had a meeting with them that night before they left. Cheesy cheeseburgers, one dollar. That's all we had. Like, look, we're gonna get this, and we're gonna use the rest of our money to make sure we can get to this hotel and have this music popping. Forget everything else. Like, right. I could just eat and drink some water. We'll be good. And it right. sounds terrible, but you know what I mean, Juggernaut. That's what like, it is, but it's what it takes to get the job done. And Courtney Bithers, like, people don't understand, like, and now that the internet is taking off, like I said, when I first started making beats, it was no sound click. It was no Whatever you buy, it wasn't. 
So it's, it's a better situation. You still have to work, but what I'm saying is like, we have more platforms and more opportunities available. And your, and your um, experience, do you think, I mean, I know you still have to have the same work ethic. Um, do you think it's, I mean, obviously it seems a little easier. Do you think that these guys now have an easier, if you, if you could take yourself and put yourself in this time, do you think that would have decreased the time that would have took you to get to where you at? Uh, no, I can't say that. You know, I, I think if anything, this generation has it that much more difficult because they have more bases to cover. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. You know, when I was out and I was running the streets and I was put, I was worried about putting up 10,000 posters, I didn't have to worry about Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and TikTok and Triller and YouTube. And it was, there weren't that many people that were rapping. Now there's 20,000 songs a day get uploaded to the DSPs. Yeah. You know, so these kids have to work 20 times as hard. These kids have to put in uh, uh, much, not only so much work ethic, but all right, I'm addicted to the music business. I'm addicted to it. I've quit it. I come back. I've sacrificed. I've stayed up all night for it. I've stayed out in the cold for it. I've gone hungry for it. I've used my own money for it. I've sacrificed everybody that has ever loved me and everybody that I've ever loved. I've sacrificed health. I done wrecked cars, ran up hotel room bills, smoked in hotel rooms, fucked up credit cards, empty bank accounts, broke cameras, everything that you could think of to be done. I've done it. And I still wake up every day with a burning desire to do it again because I'm addicted. I'm addicted to the music business. I'm addicted to winning. I'm addicted to getting my clients one stream. I'm I get one, I get excited. I get 10, I want 100. I want 100, I want 1,000. I get 1,000, I want 10,000. I'm addicted to this shit. And if you're not addicted to this shit, if you're not ready to sacrifice everything for this shit, you will gain nothing. The music industry does not know half-steppers. Mm. It doesn't respect you. The people that have sacrificed everything to get to where they are that hold the keys to the doors you're trying to get through, they don't acknowledge you because you haven't sacrificed to get there. Mm. Everybody's sacrifice and everybody's struggle is unique. That's cool. So fucking what? What have you done to get over here? What have you done to get through my door that impacts you, me, the culture, the business? What have you done? And most of these guys can't answer that question. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything to prepare the way for themselves or for anyone else. There's just a false sense of entitlement, you know, an illusion of grandeur. So do these guys got it easier? Fuck no, man. These guys got it harder, a thousand times harder. They got the old heads hating on them. Mm. They hating on each other. It's an identity crisis going on. Motherfuckers don't know if they want to rock t-shirts or blouses, if they want to wear, you know, they want to carry messenger bags or purses. They don't know what the fuck is going on, right? It's an identity crisis across the board. It's role reversal. You know, women are now the head of the household. And it's just a whole bunch of different shit going on right now. And all we can do is encourage everybody, especially youth, to make their own decisions. Don't make a decision based on an old head. And don't make a decision based on the, 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 the strength of your inner circle, right? Because peer pressure is a motherfucker. Make your own decision. That's the only thing we can ask this generation to be. And the ones that come after them and beyond is to be an individual. Be yourself. Do not let social media guide you. 
Do not let it set false expectations or hopes for you. Understand that people only show you the good, never the bad. Absolutely. You don't have to be this rich diamond necklace rapper wearing Louboutins to build a fan base. You don't have to have the big booty bitches in your videos to get somebody to watch. <clears throat> you don't have to do all of those things. If that's you, if that's really who you are, then by all means, bro, get every big booty bitch of the city that you know. But if you think you have to portray that image to get people to listen to your message, then maybe you're trying to deliver the wrong message. Right. And maybe people would embrace you if you were delivering a genuine message. So find who your voice really is and use that voice and try to capture the attention of the people that feel like you. And then maybe you can start seeing some of the success that you're after as a musician. Mm. That's a bar right there. Square business. Square business. Man. I apologize, y'all. I spoke everywhere I go. No, 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 no. You good. You good, bro. True. Um, so like what what's what's the best advice that you would give to a um a new artist, a seasoned artist, and an artist that thinks they know everything? There's power in control. Unless you control everything, unless you control the narrative, unless you control when your content is put out, how it's put out, how it's tagged, how it's labeled, unless you're involved in that control, you have no control. And therefore, you'll never be able to formulate a winning game plan moving forward. <clears throat> you have to be able to mine and harvest the analytics and the information that you're going to have to uh, segregate, you know, weed out and, and categorize in order to find who your target demographic is. Mm -hmm. And unless you're you're releasing music in a in a in a in a, in a cycle, okay, unless you're doing things consistently and repetitively at a high level, you're never going to be able to really test. You're never going to know how long it takes. What did you say, OG? I'm loading a song today, and I expect it to be out tomorrow. You never know how long it really takes for a record to populate on all the DSPs simultaneously because you've never allowed that opportunity to happen. Yeah. You rush to get it done because the world's got to have it. You know, my mom died on Friday, man. I got to put it out, man. I promised my mama I was going to be a rapper, bro. And oh, bitch, you're going to fuck up the church's money, man. All, everybody don't put too much into this. Yes. For you to rush this shit out for nobody to listen to it. You ain't got no money to call my mixtapes and say, hey, bro, I need the recents, man. Sign me up for the email blast so I can get that little coupon, bro. So I can throw my shit up on the recents, man, because I, my, my little brother, all his friends, they be talking about my mixtapes. So I really need my shit on there. You don't have no money to do that. You don't have no, man, hey, Spinrilla, I want to pay the 99 and get my shit sponsored front page, man, for 72 hours. So I'm going to pay for it a week before my shit got to drop. So when my shit drop, there ain't no question. I know I'm gonna be front paid. People don't think like that. Mm. Too busy popping pills and getting high and thinking that the CEO is gonna do it for you. Newsflash. <laughs> the CEO don't fucking know. He just got a few dollars to throw at it. Right. He's living your life through you, jackass. That's why he always next to you when the lights hit, fool. He wanna be popular too. Sad, sad world that we're living in. So by you, I mean, you've obviously did branding and brand awareness at a high level. What is your, do you have a specific tool, digital tool that you like to use at this point? And with some, with all these different platforms, do you like, do you deal with like Facebook ads and YouTube, like different things like that? Do you have a, 
a go-to? <laughs> the company that, that, that I represent, Artist Revenue Solutions, RF Soul, the Promo Vatican. Um, you know, RF Soul, we offer A to Z artist services. Um, so, you know, whenever somebody comes to us, they say, hey, man, I got a dope record. Can you help me? Uh, before I tell them, yeah, man, here's the laundry list of services or here's what my services cost. I always ask them for information and we have a dedicated team of, of industry monsters, if you will, um, that are beasts and nerds um, and, and they look for information and they research and they look for these artists and they look for these platforms and they look for these artists presence and they look for releases and they look for activity and mentions and we compile a report and then we present it back to the artists and we let them know where we can help and how we can help. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it's always the same story. You know, oh man, I was rushing when I did it or I didn't understand or I didn't know or I don't have the password or I lost this or I lost that. So, you know, it's, what do we do? We do it all. Mm. Um, what are some of the tips or some of the tricks that I would suggest? Um, you know, I use a MacBook. I use a Mac, a MacBook. You know, I have a Mac computer, I have a MacBook, I have an iPhone. Um, so being able to tie all three of those in saves my, a lot of time because I'm able to store stuff on my desktop that I can access on my phone yep. and I can access on my computer without having to change devices. So if I know I'm working on a task at home and I have a record that's dropping and I have to get out and about and move around. So <clears throat> while I'm in the car, I'm not wasting time. I'm able to access the digital file or the video file, the MP3. And if I have to make a, a graphic or I have to make some promo or I have to generate a type of promo graphics for Insta stories or Facebook, I'm able to operate on the fly without having to lug around the computer or be on the car, fucking with a laptop or whatever. So, uh, you know, it all depends on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, understanding and how to use Google and Google Drive, um, understanding Google Documents, Google Sheets. Um, I think those are going to be some of the things that as a business owner, you know, fuck just being an artist, man. You're a business owner first and foremost, man. Organize your shit, dude. If yeah. you don't control your information and you're relying on somebody else to house your information, they're never going to keep tabs on your shit like you will. Yep. So, you know what I mean? If you're not trying to make sure that the people that you're putting or the people that you're trying to empower on your rise or your ascension to success have a, a way to check and balance, right? To hold people accountable for not having, then you're, you know, you've already planned to fail. So, you know, before we get into the technical aspect of it, get a team, but some of the software, some of the different things you could use. I use a program called, um, I want to say it's called Meta, M-E-T-A. It's a great program for entering metadata into songs uh, for artists that may not be tech savvy or may not have credit cards and can't download shit or whatever. <clears throat> One of the easiest ways to edit or update the metadata in your music is to use iTunes. Yep. Import the song into iTunes, right click on the file, open up a uh, track info, and then edit away. Look at the, go to the last tab and check the quality of the record. If the record isn't 320 KBS, then you're gonna need to send that to an engineer or down, download a converter uh, of MP3s because that's gonna have to be bounced down from the studio at 320 KBS, right? That's studio quality. No DJ is gonna play at less than 320 KBS. So, you know. Um, yeah, me and Courtney got a, we got, we got a whole one hour training on metadata alone. Beautiful. So, you know, for the sake of redundancy, one of the things that I do is when I get my song and I, I get my MP3 all tagged out with the cover and all the information, I convert, I make a WAV file out of that MP3. 
And then for the sake of redundancy, I make an MP3 out of the wave. Because radio will not accept MP3s with images embedded into the MP3 file. It's going to continue to send you an error. Yep. So while you're thinking your shit is going through for submission, your shit is getting bounced back and bounced, and you just can't figure it out why. So just to be an asshole, if I have a clean and dirty version, I have six digital files, four MP3s, two wave files. So a clean and a dirty song will turn into a clean and a dirty cover large at 3000 by 3000 DPI, a clean and a dirty small at 1500 by 1500. It's going to turn into a clean MP3, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> and a dirty MP3 at 320 KBS with the cover embedded into it. It's going to turn into a clean and a dirty wave file. Then it's going to turn into another clean and dirty 320 KBS MP3. It's going to turn into a clean visualizer. It's going to turn into a dirty visualizer. It's going to have a motion cover. It's going to have a lyric video clean. It's going to have a lyric video dirty. It's going to have behind the scenes coming. It's going to have, all of those pieces are going to be have to created for one fucking song that you want to release. Right. So if that's not the commitment for every record, then get out of the way, man. Do something else, bro. Yep. Get online, you know what I'm saying? Figure out how to make memes. There's a thousand different things you can do online. Learn graphics, learn how to do videos. Listen, man, you don't have to be a rapper to be involved in the music industry. We need professionals, man. Yep. We need PR people. We need social media managers. We need videographers. We need video editors. We need graphic designers. We need Canva editors. We need lyric generators. We need all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Don't think you got to pick up a microphone to be in the business, man. Yep. Yeah, for real. And be the baddest motherfucking social media manager in the world. And you can wear mohawks and leather belts. And, and people be like, oh, shit, look at the drip on this mo- on, on at Gator 37. That's the rawest motherfucker online. Okay, cool. But let the work determine that, man. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to do all this other shit, man. That's, that's my only problem with the, with the youth of this generation is, and not even the youth. You know what? Let me take that back. Because the youth don't even be doing it because the youth be looking sometimes like the old head be suckers. My problem is the desire for attention. Yep. People posting shit, not to inform, but to, to sensationalize and to draw uh, this, to release that chemical of the validation, sickening what people yeah. do for validation. Yeah. Courtney, we gotta, um, when, we, when we upload this, we gotta put his website up too. Let people yep. know what to... Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. And then all, all of the um so uh where, where where could people find you at and also the, the platforms that you also mentioned that you represent? Artrevsoul.com, A-R-T-R-E-V-S-O-L.com. If they visit the website, there's a tab on there, they scroll down to the bottom of the main page. There's a tab where they can click on to get a free industry audit. Um as of 2021, when the ball dropped, our prices went up 40% across the board on all of our services. Um, but the audit is still free. So we're still giving that free audit out to all the artists. Um, so like I said, what we do is when they visit the website, they type in some real basic information, their artist name, their social media URLs, and we ask them to provide us with a link to their most recent release. And then we take that information and using, uh, you know, as well as search engines and different methods, we use different types of software and beta programs that we have access to and that we've developed. Uh, to be able to research some of these artists and their engagement and some of the things and projections and, and, and trends of their music and what have you. And then we're able, we compile a list. Uh, we put that up on the website and provide them a link with a password where they were to go back and search all of the images and see some of the stuff that was catered specifically to them. 
so that they understand that what we're talking about is about them. I'm not telling them what I think the world needs. I'm telling them what they need. So that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I think separates us from everybody else in the industry is that you can go to anybody else and get a suit. But when you come to us, we're going to tailor your suit. Or we're going to make sure that your suit fits you as good, if not better than the competitions. Man, that's dope. That's dope. And and, and if you if you don't mind, man, do, do you mind if I uh, put you guys' website on uh, on our uh, academy page as well? Listen, man, you know, anybody that you guys said to us, make sure they come refer to us, man. If they lock at Verdi Services, we have a we have an affiliate program where we extend a commission rate or a finder's fee, if you will, man. We try to look out for all of our clients, man. I can't sell you. I can't tell you everything that I'm going to do for you once you pay me. Because a lot of the shit that I do for you isn't for sale. Yeah. A lot of the things that I do for you, a lot of the platforms that I'm provided access for would revoke my access if they thought that I was selling that access to that platform. So understand that there are perks of doing business with us and our clients reap those benefits because they trust in the process. Like I said, the only clients that aren't satisfied with us are the ones without a hit record. They abandoned the campaign because they didn't see immediate results because what they weren't chasing longevity, they were chasing instant gratification in the form of inflated views and followers and traffic. And that's not what I offer. I don't sell a dream. Mm. I offer you the ability to get your ass out of the stands as a fan. And if you so choose to get in the game, not only can I help you get in the game, but I can help you impact by drawing up plays that are made for you mm -hmm. and that's what some of these guys lack as a game plan a game winning formula so yeah by all means man put our phone number up my phone number is uh 678-542-6768 artrevsoul.com is the website at rap juggernaut on all digital platforms uh promo vatican pound promo vatican we got like 150,000 hashtags um mm -hmm. you know um the road hogs, R O A D H A W G S. We do some, you know, a whole bunch of good eating while we're on the road. Oh yeah. So, you know, anybody that's a musician or a DJ, you guys get out there and you find one of them, you know, the hidden gems, and it's a pig out, man. Tag that shit, road hogs, man. Let the musicians and let all the people know where the good eat is. I don't do no gambling. I don't wear no designer clothes. I don't know that goofy shit, you know. So I eat good when I get out on the road. I smoke good, and I eat good. So I, I try to share the, the gems, if you will, man. So shout out to some of my favorite restaurants in the world, man. Lolo's. In Texas, man, they're amazing. Uh, who else, man? Atlanta Breakfast Club here in the city, man. One of the most amazing restaurants ever. The team there is Bananas Foster. Those guys are amazing chef in them. They're just a crazy team. Uh, the Good Luck Cafe in Texas, Bananas. I love it. Uh, let's see here, man. Broadway Sandwich Shop in Midway, Kentucky. Bananas, one of the best Cuban sandwiches I've ever had in my life, believe it or not. Fucking Midway, Kentucky. Um, but yeah, man, there's a bunch of places that we've been to that we love and we love to share good times. We take our clients to whenever we go into the city. And that's how I made my 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 claim to fame, if you will. Mm. I'm not famous for anything else, but for outworking the next motherfucker. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm famous for. That's what I'm popular for. That's how I've gotten in documentaries and magazines and whatever is because of my work ethic, right? Not because I look good or because I've solved cancer. None of that shit. I haven't turned water to wine. I haven't reinvented the wheel. I just outwork the next motherfucker. And there's a lot of respect that comes with that. So when we go into these cities, we like to take our clients and introduce them to some of those places and experiences. Because a lot of times when these kids are getting into the cities, they get so caught up in the moment that they're in Texas that they forget that there's a whole different side of Texas, man. Like, you know, let's go to the depository where, 
you know, Kennedy got assassinated and, you know, let's go to the, let's go to this monument. Let's go to the Capitol. Let's go take some, let's go to the stadiums. Let's go, let's go do some of the different things. So you can experience the culture of the city, not just the nightlife and not just the underbelly, but understanding that, you know, once you get out and you start seeing the world for what it is, it's going to impact not only how you present your music to the world, but it's also going to change the type of music that you make for the world to consume. Um, so, you know, if man, there's I, anything I that I can say, follow us online, man. Rap Juggernaut, Promo Vatican. Yeah, man. I, I love that, man. I love that. Going into the city and because like when, when when the touring starts, man, you, you don't get that much time in those cities. You know what I'm saying? So so it's like, man, listen, I get up. I, I did. I did five and a half calendar years in the penitentiary, my brother. So I get up every day regardless of five o'clock. So yeah, I wouldn't man. give a fuck if we got back to, from the show at four o'clock at night. 5.30 a.m. I'm outside trying to find the best breakfast in the city. I'm going to yeah. find it some way, shape, or form. I got a credit card. I'm going to Uber my ass everywhere. I'm yeah. not getting on one of the little scooters. I almost killed myself one of them motherfuckers. Anything <laughs> else, goddamn it. I'm going to Uber. I'm going to hitchhike. I'm going to ride, share my way somewhere. Man, those scooters is dangerous, man. Looking right, man. Especially when you're old and brittle. I don't listen. No, that's not for me. I tried it one time. Almost killed myself. Fuck that. Yeah, I gave uh, it to you guys for y'all. What is it? A, a place in Dallas, True Kitchen. You've been out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. I love Texas, man. Texas is one of those states that shows us so much love, man. Texas, you know. Austin, Dallas, Arlington, Fort Worth. Yeah. Uh, man, they're just <coughs> Texarkana. I mean, I really can't. I can't sit here and tell you that I've had bad experiences <coughs> in a lot of cities. Yeah, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen some wild shit, and yeah, I've been a part of some wild shit. But I can honestly tell you that every city in America that I've gone to, I've been able to pull up in, make a phone call, I smoke good, I eat good, and I'm always protected and watched over. And it comes because I've never done no sucker shit. I ain't had to change my phone number since I started in the music business. And my information, my schedule is public information. You know where I'm going to be at three weeks before I'm going to be there. And I'm going to show you what I'm wearing when I get there and where I'm standing at because I want you to come find me because my face is square business in the hood. So I say all that to say Bigger Rankin instilled in us a long time ago that if you do right by the streets, the streets will do right by you. And that's why the city of Atlanta has embraced me being from Florida, not being from here. I'm able to move around into different parts of the city and be embraced by different facets of the city and not have to worry about crossing any lines or anything because people understand that my role is that of genuine love and empowerment for all, for everyone that we come across. And that's why we give the free audit on our website. And that's why I come on platforms like this with you guys to be able to share any of the information that people may think is a gem or people may think is a tool or something they could use, man. If I know it and you want it, you got access to it, man. All you got to do is ask. If you see me on the street and you mention this, if you just see me on the street, I want you to scream, put me in the game, coach. And if you catch my attention and you mention this interview, walk up on me, man. I'm going to blast your music out. I'll give you a free blast. And I'm gonna give you some free promo, man. I'm gonna give you some timeline love and some more stuff, man. Just cause you locked in with my fellas right here and enjoyed this interview. I've been talking for about an hour and some change now, man. So I really appreciate everybody's time. But if y'all see me out in the street, holler, put me in the game, coach. Catch my attention. I'm gonna mention this interview and I got you. I'm gonna look out for you, bro. Because we gotta look out for each other, man. Anybody who listens to your show is now a fan of mine, man. Tag me, let me know y'all tuned in. We finna interact, we finna network and exchange information and anything I could do to help y'all empower yourselves and y'all listeners, consider it my, my civic duty, my obligation to the game, if you will, my ties to the game, guys.
Appreciate that, King. Y'all tag, y'all tag, uh, y'all tag rap juggernaut, man. Um, hey man, I really appreciate you coming on, man. You dropped some oh man. That's what we that's what we needed, man. And um it's all love, gentlemen. I understand what y'all trying to do, man. And it's amazing and it's wonderful. And the people really took value. If if we could change one artist. If we can help one artist change everything he or she got going on and put them on the path to success, then this conversation was a success. This time was invested. It was not wasted. It wasn't a sacrifice because it was something that needed to be done and needed to be heard and needed to be explained and discussed amongst young brothers that are trying to find that uh, light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, man. So I'm just excited to be, a, be able to be a part of it and thankful that y'all reached out to me and, and wanted me to come on here and, you know, let me ramble on because, you know, I get high and I start talking all kinds of crazy shit. So, you know, so it's a good thing I ain't drinking, man. So, but, you know, hey, man, I try to keep it in good spirits. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for a lot. I have so much to be upset about, but I have so much more to be thankful for. And I'm blessed that I can wake up every day and, and help people chase their dream. I got the best job in the fucking world and I don't take it for granted. Definitely, definitely, man. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to uh, Brick Squad, man, coming back out, man. And Waka was saying, Waka was saying, they they opened man, it back listen, up. I was like, old, if I could, if I could share some of the songs with y'all, man, I would, bro. If I could share some of the songs that we've got lined up, Flocka's got a whole EDM project with Who Kid, ready, locked and loaded to go out the gate. He's got a whole bunch of songs that he's recorded. Flocka Valley too. Shh, don't tell nobody. Oh yeah. We got LA Forest getting ready to drop, man. Ludine is going crazy. Tammy is going crazy. We got a chick out of Canada. Mm -hmm. Oh my man. god kid out of Memphis coming in and just the, the roster is real, real, real extensive. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of kids in the city. Walker's going through the South side. He's grabbing all the youngsters right now. He's grooming them. So it's a real, real movement getting ready to take place. And I'll tell you what, there haven't been very many movements that have been helmed by proven and tested war generals and mm -hmm. Walker Flocka in his short time on earth. Cause he's a young brother. In yeah. his short time on earth and in the music business, he's done more than most people could ever begin to imagine. You know, he empowers a lot of people. He structures his business to make sure that a lot of people around him can empower themselves. And in the midst of doing all of that, he still hasn't lost that sense of reality and that touch with the street. You know, he still reaches out. I, I've never been anywhere with him that somebody doesn't reach out for a picture and he doesn't stop for one, that he doesn't interact with the fans, mm. that he doesn't love kids, that he doesn't, he's a different type of guy. Waka Flocka is who people look to to embody the, the spirit of realness of what would a real nigga do. Mm -hmm. And when you really see Waka Flocka and his element, you understand why some of the people on the Brick Squad team are as excited about what's to come because what we've seen is a transformation from a young man, from a young soldier to a tested general and now what he's getting ready to unveil on the game is going to be something mind-blowing that the industry has never been, never even remotely thought possible coming from somebody like Waka in this area. So you guys get ready for it, man. Brick Squad is, is, is positioning to yeah. kick ass and take names 2021 and beyond. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Waka, my brother, man. Love that dude, man. Solid as a rock, man. Solid, Solid. as a rock. The whole squad over there, man. Yeah. Yo, everybody. Quan. Um, you know, Miss Dev, everybody over there, man. He's got a great team. He's got a great core of individuals. You know, it's all surrounded around family. And that's one of the things that Walker tries to instill in us, mm -hmm. as well as Bigger Rankin, as well as Tony Neal. These are all mentors of ours. These are all mentors of mine. You know, mm -hmm. these are people that 
family first and their sense of unity and community supersedes their, their self uh, driving agenda, if you will. So the betterment of the team and the betterment of the people around them is always the end goal because therein lies the power. You know, we're in the king crowning business, gentlemen. And Bigger told me this a long time ago, until you, until you make a king, you'll never become one. Wow. Mm. And that's why I'm in the business of independent musicians because I want to crown kings and queens. Mm. Yeah, that shit. That's dope. It's the weed. It's the weed. Oh man, man, that's dope. That's dope, man. But we want to thank you for your time, man. Appreciate you, brother. And um, man, and salute to everything that you're doing, man. And and uh, man, like like you said, man, we gotta get out here and crown these kings and queens, man. You know what I'm saying? Understand uh, this, my brother. Hit records come from other DJs. Every mm -hmm. artist think they got a hit record. But if you have a platform in your city and you're a DJ and you're breaking records and you're not figuring out what other tastemaker DJs in other cities need to have this record to break the record and you're not doing the things to help these guys implement their business model from the beginning, you're part of the fucking problem. You're not part of the solution. Get off your soapbox. Mm. Stop hating on these young guys. Empower them. Bigger says it, right? Would you rather them coming through the motherfucking window at 357 with a 357 in their hand? Or would you rather they music coming through TV at 357, rapping about a 357, goddammit? Empower the youth, help these kids get to the next level. Stop ridiculing them and definitely stop taking advantage of them. And yeah. stop thinking that somebody believes in you that they have to pay you, motherfucker. Yeah. Nobody got to pay you shit. Not even if your mama don't pay you no attention, I damn sure ain't going to pay you. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate y'all, gentlemen. Thank y'all so much, man, from the bottom of my heart. Art Rev Soul, artrevsoul.com forward slash uh, 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 inquire. That's the, that's the place to go get your free audit. Pound, Promo Vatican, App Rap Juggernaut, all platforms, Team Bigger Ranking, Don't Fall Entertainment is the wave. Young Cooley is the wave. Illus Records is the wave. Tata Mommy just dropped her single, go stream that. HBK John Doe just dropped his single, go stream that. Man, it's just Gaten is the wave. Cess 45 is the wave. Shorty World is the wave. Man, we got so many artists lined up right now. Big Ari, a uh, uh, cousin Ryan, a uh, King Zoe. There's just so many different independent artists right now that are getting ready to take shit to the whole next level, man. And, and it's just crazy, man. Shout out to Eldorado Red. Shout out to GBQ. Shout out to LBP Pooty, man. It's just, again, a slew of artists. Free the guys. Can't forget to say that, man. Free the guys. If you got an extra 20, drop it on somebody's books. Holler at your boy, man. Boy, business. Yeah, that way. I appreciate y'all, man. All right, now. Appreciate you, King. 1,000. Yes, sir.